Ready, set, go! Welcome to the EV Diaries. This is the place where we discuss EVs in small town America. I came across an article a few days ago with the title, Powering EVs is Cheaper Than Diesel Gas in the Largest U.S. Cities. Atlanta and Boston are exceptions. So that piqued my interest. The article is from Utility Dive and it references a white paper from Ampli Power. I'll get into Ampli in a bit, but first let's sum up the article. The white paper was directed towards influencing fleet management in the top 25 metropolitan areas in America. After all, fleets make up a large segment of the transportation when you count all the buses, taxis, delivery trucks that make a city function. We even see how Tesla and others are looking to electrify semis, which should be coming very soon, because they are such a large part of life in America. They transport goods and it's necessary with the way that we're spread out. And because they are such a large segment, they're also a large part of our carbon footprint. So targeting fleets makes sense, but for it to work for a business, or a city for that matter, it has to make financial sense. The summary of the white paper suggests that in the top 25 cities, EVs are cheaper to operate everywhere but Atlanta, Boston, Detroit, and San Antonio. Amply determined this using a dollars per gallon equivalent based on our old friend, the 33.7 kilowatt hours equivalent energy to a gallon of gasoline. Diesel, by the way, is equivalent to 37.95 kilowatt hours per gallon. We've done similar exercises here when we were looking at Monroney stickers. Anyway, the clear winners from this study were LA, Portland, where you can put a bird on anything and call it art, San Francisco, and Seattle. I want to look at this a bit deeper. This is all based on rate structures, and that is alluded to in the article. But even if it wasn't, it only makes sense. The West Coast, especially California, is about a decade in front of the rest of the U.S. when it comes to EVs. That's a broad statement, but you get my meaning. And look at us here in small town America. We're just now beginning to explore EVs. I registered my car yesterday. It, uh, it was an experience, and I think I'll save that story for tomorrow, and it'll just be a short bonus episode. Anyway, California and many of the other cities have utility rates that are either time of use or special EV rates. And that does make a difference. But let's dig a little deeper into the actual white paper. Ampli is a fleet charging company, and this is a good piece of marketing on their part. So I'm not going to fault them at all. This is good. They, they did the research. They have the numbers. The white paper looked at light duty, medium duty, heavy duty, and buses separately. It also looked at whether those fleets were managed or unmanaged. And it based the cost on a rate for a 500 kW commercial account in each city. 
Now, 500 kW in my cooperative territory is a medium-sized commercial load. The uh, kilowatt-hour charge is around a nickel, but there are demand charges based on contracts and peaks, and there's a $1,700 member charge. And that's what goes into making the monthly bill. Now, if you look at our residential rates, the member charge is only about $25, but we pay just under nine cents a kilowatt hour. So this is based on those lower kilowatt hour rates, but I do know that they also had to factor in the demand component of the bill. And by cooperative, we're not doing anything much differently than anyone else. So this is standard operating procedure. The demand charge is for us is based on a 15 minute interval peak. And basically the meter averages the demand every 15 minutes and records a reading. We bill on the highest reading for the month. And at the end of the month, it resets and we go back to zero and we start looking for that peak again. So when Amplify or anyone else quote unquote manages the charging, they're doing it in such a way that they're not contributing to the peak and they are taking advantage of any cost incentives to charge at certain times of the day. It's pretty straightforward. Now my juice box that's in my garage is rated for 40 amps. It's uh, my car will only accept 32. In our discussions about demand, when I plug in my car, my demand on my house goes up 7 kW. In Kentucky, we don't have any residential demand rates, or at least on my cooperative, we don't have any residential demand rates. So the fact that I just plugged in my car raises the overall system demand, but it's not reflected on my bill because residential rates in Kentucky are typically straight kilowatt hour charges. Anyway, getting back to the white page, if it's managed, they're taking advantage of windows and making sure that you're not contributing to the peak. The unmanaged is just willy-nilly plugging it in whenever you want to, however, whenever, just charging whenever it's convenient. So, for medium-duty vehicles, everywhere but Boston, Atlanta, San Antonio, and Detroit, everybody did well. Managed. You see, that's good marketing on Ampli's part. There were only four cities, LA, Riverside, Portland, and Seattle, that did well, both managed and unmanaged. Heavy-duty? Everybody wins, both managed and unmanaged, except for Detroit. Sorry, Detroit. It's the same thing for city buses as well, so sorry again, Detroit. Now, light duty, which is, you know, your typical vehicles, most everyone saved both managed and unmanaged. Now, a few cities like Phoenix, Dallas, New York, and Minneapolis did well managed, but unmanaged it was not as good and again San Antonio Boston and poor poor Detroit was lacking both managed and unmanaged I think the takeaway from this white paper is this 
we do need to improve on our rate structures to help EV adoption. And I think that can both be residential and commercial. Remember that if we can shift that load to off-peak times, it costs less. Therefore, it keeps utility rates low. I think it's important that we understand what demand is, what on-peak and off-peak mean, and how your utility works, and plan accordingly. I think it's important regardless of whether you're incentivized or not to charge when it benefits your utility. It's saving them money and in the long run it's saving everyone money. And we talked about all of that, how it keeps rates low. If you do get incentives to charge off peak, more power to you. Take advantage of them. Um, there's still a long way for us to go, but there is a growing commitment to an all or at least mostly EV future in America. And one last thing, looking at how important the Detroit, Warren, and Dearborn area is to the automotive world, let's get those folks some usable EV rates. It's a beautiful Saturday, and uh, my son and I are going to build some outdoor furniture for our back porch, and I'm hoping that you will have a great, great weekend, and that it's beautiful where you're at. Hit that subscribe button, and remember, the EV revolution is here, and it is going to be a fun, fun, awesome ride.